the ultimate deck podcast need a show about outdoor living this is where it's at with your host shane chapman and way Laurent. thank you for tuning in now let the show begin yeah, yeah the ultimate deck podcast let's go Yep, that's how this is going to go. <laughs> Says the guy opening a can of Coca-Cola. Wait, Lorenz, Shane Chapman back here at the Ultimate Deck Podcast with a couple sick-looking guests here today. <laughs> Megan Grant and Corey Welter-Lick. <laughs> Close enough? Yeah, that's okay. fine. Welter-Lich? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Why don't you say it? Welter-Lich. Welter-Lich. He says it like it's just simple. So yeah. easy. Right? Or, or Veltelik if you're from the... Oh, the that, that might be easier, actually. Veltelik? Veltelik. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. Hey, well, that's who you are now. <laughs> um, so, Corey, we, uh, we decided to do a podcast because we have friends here, and we're like, let's just do this. So, Corey is from Fortress Building Products. What's your official title? I am Associate Territory Manager for Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Okay. For our American listeners, that was a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Right there. yeah. yeah. Uh, the Prairies. There we go. Yeah. 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 Much yeah. easier. Yeah. And Megan from McLean Lumber Limited. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Distribution company that supplies us with uh, decorators and what do you guys have? Decorators, G-Tape, Camo, Osco, Cedar, Fur, Oasis Panels, Fasten Master, um, not what K- else? Ready Pine. Not, not KWP. KWP. <laughs> they don't have KWP. No. no. Wait, why do you want me to have it so bad if you don't even have it? See, this my, here's my point. Okay. Just for those listening, if you're looking to get something on this today, just change, just switch to FM and listen to your favorite hit station because this shit is just going to be a continuation of last night's nonsense. But here... <laughs> I'm just going to get it right away. Last night, I was like... We need to specialize. If we put more our effort into selling what we like, what we're what we Curr- what we're experts in, there's more opportunity there. What we currently sell. You should take that same strategy because last <laughs> night you tried to sell me on something you don't sell, and your job is to sell me shit. <laughs> if you would have taken that hour to sell me something you have and can sell me, it might have been an hour. You could have made more money. But here we are without KWP or any of the other things that you sell. <laughs> yeah, you had his ear. You had his ear for an hour. You yeah. should have went with oh, Ready Pine. I, I walked in here this morning. I was like on my board of things to look into. I was like, I'm going to write this on here and see if anybody notices. And I really didn't think anybody would. So much that I kind of even forgot I did it. until like, did you put KWP in the port just for her? Yeah, kind of. And I yeah. forgot that I did that already. Okay, so uh, y- yes, Wade? Nope. I, His I was thumb was up there as if he needed yeah. to speak. This is really good. <laughs> there's no there's no guide for this episode today, but Corey and Megan have been around the industry for a little bit. Um, and so Wade was like, hey, you should you should uh, tell people what that's like. <laughs> I just always so. think that what we talk about all the time is deck building and and different products that are available. So you guys can speak to those products as well. But also... Uh, there's just a million avenues in this industry. And it's like, where could we be, you know, if, if you're building decks currently and maybe you hate it, maybe you're not super successful at it. Maybe you're like each year you have to pay taxes and you're like, ah, I didn't save enough. Making too much money. (laughs) (laughs) And so it could be, you know, there's other opportunities still within the industry, still, you know, basically selling decks, but selling them to the retail side or, or, being in retail instead of being on the tools all the time, right? So, we certainly got uh, every piece of the chain here today, mm-hmm. except for the guy who's actually making your fortress panels. He was unavailable to call in. Yeah, yeah. Um, time change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Slight language barrier, perhaps a little as well. bit there too. <laughs> but former contractors now retailers, and then former retailer now distributor slash wholesaler. Former retailer, all of it. Distributor, now manufacturer. Never built a thing in his life. A few displays here. (laughs) (laughs) Do you do like IKEA furniture at your house, or do you just buy like already bought stuff, already made stuff? No, I'm an I'm an IKEA legend. Yeah, I love it. So he builds things. Is that on your resume? It should be. (laughs) Where do you think the sock came from? It was a (laughs) gift with purchase. It's pre-filled dresser he bought. Oh no, babe, that that just came with the order. 
Yeah. Corey's got a sock that showed up in his house. Random, oh random men's sock. My and his wife wife's is like, going to love this. What's the story? <laughs> yeah, just, just zero she chance. She listen listen to this. This shit. <laughs> I can't even get my wife to listen to it. How do you know right. she knows we have a podcast? <laughs> You're right. Random was, sock was, shows Kim, up. Kim might listen gonna... because it's only one time that Corey would be on. Right. I was, I was like, hey, you should maybe listen to the podcast this time. I'm going to be on it. But maybe now I'm just going to let that one. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out they canceled it. They didn't go. It, they didn't have any mics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is funny, though, because a random sock showed up in your house, men's sock, and your wife is grilling you about the men's sock. Correct. Yeah. Ass backwards yeah. thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, I guess it technically could have been. Uh, a woman's jogging sock, I, like, but it certainly had the appearance of what what you would classify as a men's sock. So, like, you just dug that hole yourself. You should I, definitely not let her listen to this podcast now. <laughs> now you've put the seed of doubt in her head. It's like right? it could be a woman's, though, babe. Like we, that makes it better. Yeah, we've uh, we've come to the conclusion that it's just a sock, and I think we're just gonna try and because I was at the point where I was like, I don't know what's going on anymore either, and it's bothering me. So like, now we're just how like, long you know did what? you hold on to this you sock? Frame this. Sock. I don't know. She said she found it in the laundry bin. So when like, yesterday. Oh, this is brand new. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I thought, like, she found a men's sock in the laundry bin while you're while in Corey's gone. <laughs> yeah. And now she's like, what's with the sock, Corey? He's like, yeah, for sure, babe. I, like, yeah. planted that. I'm, I'm yeah. 600 kilometers away. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the last time we did the socks, but, uh, yeah. So, anyway, it might have been in there for a couple weeks and somehow got in there some way, somehow, and. This is the strangest what thing. What bothers yeah. you more, that your wife is cheating on you or that she has amnesia? <laughs> Which one's going to be harder to live with? You know after what, the second part makes a lot of sense because she doesn't remember a lot of things that, that happen or I tell her. So I'm, I'm used to the second one. I guess the first one will be the one that... That gets me. It hurts. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we've gone far enough into this now that we probably have to have her on next week. <laughs> just to defend just herself to defend a little herself. bit. No. Yeah. Now she's forgetful and she yeah. doesn't ever remember anything I ever say. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, okay. So, Corey, give us a little history about you and like how you got into the industry. So you said you've, you've worked retail and all the way up to um, <gasps> Don't up put to it distribution. there. Yeah. The donuts are here. And we can't reach them if they go there. <laughs> the mic cords are only so long. Thank you. Thank you. Look at that. Hey, this is just Where for are you these guys. From? Unless oh. there's some missing already, then, <laughs> then yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, these were courtesy of Dana, like for the whole team. I was like, you guys take what you want there and then bring the rest upstairs while we're recording the podcast. Megan <laughs> looks like she's going to puke if she doesn't have something to eat soon. <laughs> uh, a donut. Well, yeah. Didn't, you went to 7 Eleven this morning and got a Slurpee and. A sausage and two two smokies, yeah. One still in the car. Breakfast, yeah. Ugh. I've been thinking about it. There's nothing better than a, a not warm Seven Eleven smoky, right? Yeah, that just that'll kick what you was right the back. Sorry, Corey. We'll get to your story. <laughs> <laughs> we did start there, but this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the plan for the second smoky? Uh, on the Why road, is it on the way home? So you legit just like planted that to have it later? Well, it was a like buy it, one, get one. And I was like, wow. Oh, I see. Okay. oh the old BOGO. <laughs> yeah. As if it hasn't been sitting in 7-Eleven long enough. It's got to sit longer in your car. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Worked in retail. I did. Yeah, I started uh, when I was 15. It was a part-time job, obviously, um, at a company called Totem Building Supplies. So it, if there's any Albertans might recognize that but it's a it was an independent chain of lumber yards that that uh went through alberta and eventually turned into ronas uh and so i uh did that through the rest of high school and uh did a year of university and university wasn't going the way i planned so then i took a <laughs> i took it a for yeah. what did you take uh i was taking education oh yeah uh i could tell that i knew it <laughs> I knew that didn't go as planned the first day I met you. Yeah. <laughs> you look like a guy who probably dropped out. <laughs> I was, yeah, it was, uh, so I continued uh, working at Totem and I 
took a full-time position as a floor sales and moved on to their sales desk. And then uh, there's a stint over in the paint department and just kind of worked my way through the system. And then about five years into that, I moved up to Calgary for the first time and uh, did two more years at Totem. And then it changed over to Rona at that. And um, the changeover brought a lot of other changes. And so it was time to look for something new and uh, had a family friend that knew a uh that had a, a vendor rep that was looking for an inside salesperson. And so reached out to them and started at a company called Prime Source Building Products and worked with them for three years until they closed in Canada. So that was my first foray into distribution. And what did Prime, what did they sell? Yeah, so they they uh, they were the McLean Lumber of the of a kind of similar building category, but all the fasteners you can imagine, pneumatic fasteners, collated fasteners, uh, deck screws, uh, wedge anchors, concrete anchors. We did shingles. We did um, uh, cardboard uh, rolls for like floor protection rolls. Yeah, um, yeah you, you basically name it kind of in that building category. That's what we were doing. So when you went on calls, you would try to sell them like plywood? Like the uh, no. same way that Megan sells what she doesn't stock. <laughs> so I was inside sales at the time. So I, I was just more yeah, entering orders, answering the phone, that kind oh, of yeah, thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that was my first step into the distribution world and, and working with dealers. Uh, two for two businesses you worked for went out of business. Who was the next victim? <laughs> <laughs> Totem gone. Prime source gone. So uh, then I know I, at least one more of them is no yeah, longer on its current so, banner either. So then so. I went to a company called McElveen. Gone. Where are they now? <laughs> they are they are merged uh, with another <laughs> distributor, and they are now called Gilfor. Um, but McElveen was how I uh, got introduced to Wayne Chain. So. Um, so I, that was my first outside sales role. So I covered Alberta and Saskatchewan, I guess, Southern Alberta and Saskatchewan. And, uh, and one of the other sales guys there said that he had found you guys on Facebook, I believe. And he was like, you should reach out to these guys. And so I reached out and made a trip out here and we met in the second floor of Macara street. Yep. And, that, uh, that's super funny because I don't think we were open yet. We were not. No. Like you found our Facebook page and we didn't actually even exist yet. Yeah. I, Does I, social media work? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I guess. Because, yeah, you came up. We had no intention of stocking your shit whatsoever. Yeah. Because you came yeah. to sell us railing. <laughs> yeah. I came to sell you Fortress, Fortress railing, railing because yeah. uh, McElveen was the sh- distributor for AL13 Plus at the time. I guess it was just AL13 at the time. Yep. And we also distributed TimberTech and Azac, and we also did cedar and pine and fir and that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah I came I, in to sell railing. Yeah. And walked, walked out, out selling with a, timber with a timber tech, timber tech booking. And, yeah. So there's a chance you'll sell shit you don't, <laughs> and you're not trying to sell. But the difference is he stocked it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He yeah, did actually easier. have it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then did McElveen for three years and then took a little foray into the world of plastics with a company called Laird Plastics, which. How, how are they doing? Uh, they are still, <laughs> they still exist. So Ooh. yeah, they're doing fine. Yeah. You got out early. The streak has the, been broken. The guillotine. Yeah. Didn't finish that one. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you know, in hindsight, worked out quite well for me, as as did uh, the deck or outside building category. Uh, I sold plexiglass during the pandemic, so uh, things worked out pretty well, all things considered, during that time. And, uh, and then... You basically single-handedly saved the country. <laughs> With all those I, barriers that you put I, up. I didn't want to take the credit, but <laughs> if you're giving it, giving it to me, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then uh, through you guys, uh, um, Jason from Fortress at the time reached out to me and said he was looking for a, a Western Canadian rep for Fortress. And obviously I was familiar with the company through McElveen and distributing it for them. And and so that, uh, that happened in... Uh, January of, I guess, would have been 2022. So I've been there just over a year and a half now. Nice. Yeah. Well, Megan, he only left you a minute and a half. So <laughs> if you want to give us your Cole's notes for <laughs> Wait, ask for the, the... I think that's really the good. through the industry. Yeah. That's now, what does the next 10 years look like for you? Where do you think you're... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if anyone's done the math, but like... You I'm, sound like you're 48. I'm still 31. Come on. So... Um, 
hopefully lots of time to continue uh, growing in the industry and, and taking on new roles and finding new things to do and, and uh, going from there. Joining the Ultimate Deck Shop at some point? Yeah, I have to join the Evil Empire at some I point. I don't know. Yeah. Kiss of death that he's got going. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see a couple companies stay alive for a while before we bring him in. I've actually got a couple of competitors I've referred you to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Megan, what's your story? Currently with McLean... Bill, what are they, what's their official name? McLean Lumber? Just McLean Lumber. Just That's it. Okay. Yep. And, then, and then what? Where'd you start? Um... I started, I was actually going to school for HR, and I started in as a receptionist. They kicked you out? No, I, no, no. Um, I actually finished and ooh. graduated. There's oh, a blow. Wow. Hey, wow. That was a blow right Crazy. at you. Crazy. I, yeah. I almost missed it, too. That was, <laughs> yeah. wow. All right. Um, yeah, started as a receptionist at a company called Everything Exterior in Edmonton, and then uh, I finished schooling, moved into... Uh, purchaser role there and then from there kind of moved into a management slash running the store role um <laughs> you were like a, a one woman wrecking crew right yeah it was just like megan will do this yeah buy yeah. stuff megan will do that right under unload the truck manager slash Running the store, <laughs> shit. <laughs> is that like your official title? Yeah, because yeah, I give out titles too. So. <laughs> I uh, I had an office underneath the staircase. Did you ever see it, Corey? I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Harry Potter closet for an office. That's awesome. She's not even exaggerating. No. That is exactly what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. To to build my desk chair, I had to. Have it unassembled outside and then assemble it inside because the door frame wasn't wide enough <laughs> to fit. And to trim off the back at a 45 degree angle to match. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> so, no, while I was there, um, I was the only one that had purchasing power for four years. And it got a little hectic because I was also the backup for forklift driver. So, I'd be on the forklift and I'd have people running up asking me to place a KWPPO. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like every four minutes, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Flying off the, the shelf. The missed opportunity. Somebody from KCAN is going to listen and be like, what the fuck, you guys? Like, what's the deal? They have no hit back history. Um, <laughs> Why are they ragging on us so hard? <laughs> uh, yeah, so spent about four, four years doing that and also dealing with like top contractor sales and just everything and then the company got sold um worked with the new owners for a bit and then moved on to the distribution side and then here we are yada 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> want to name names or i had a brief stint <laughs> <laughs> uh with a company called goodfellow um left a sock there and peace <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh was kind of neat to start there and see what it's like from the other side and then um yeah moved on to mclean lumber and it's right up my alley for more um exterior products and not dealing with flooring ever again boy that <laughs> seems to be like a universal feeling for people who have dealt with flooring is that yep. they just you, you just learn to hate it well, there's nothing special about it. There's no cool flooring projects. It's like, yeah, there's that's the that's the flooring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check what this floor I built. Yeah. It all clicks together. Yeah. And uh, it's gonna be yeah. discontinued tomorrow. Yeah. Um and don't call me for the for any claims. Yeah. Yeah. Have you sold flooring? Like uh, just totem? at the retail level, yeah. Yeah. And a nightmare there too? Yeah, it's the same it's the same thing. It's you buy you, there's a lift of laminate sitting on the ground and then you get you know, boards that fail or, or planks that fail. And then you try and get a warranty claim and they're like, uh, no thanks. And cause this, you know, this color doesn't exist anymore. So now you've got five, you know, boxes left at the end of the day that, that won't go anywhere. Cause it's not enough to do a job anywhere. And, and then you are the margins away. really good in this flooring? Like, do they make a ton of money? There's, there's better margins in flooring. But it's also such a race to the bottom. I mean, lots of people are price conscious, but with flooring, you could have the best flooring known to mankind. And if it's a dollar more than everything else, good luck. Doesn't matter. Which You'll stuff never is sell. That? 
Well, <laughs> that doesn't exist. <laughs> they had to get rid of it. It was a dollar more. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's no selling value with flooring. So when you went from retail to distribution, what was the biggest change for you? Like you were working at everything exterior, then you go into Goodfellow. So that's our office probably. Probably the office. Yeah. Did you have to take your chair apart to get no, it? No, <laughs> I didn't have to like, because it was sloped because it was under the staircase too. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't have to deal with that. Um, no, for me, the biggest change was not working with... Um, people off the street, anymore, like homeowners anymore. You still deal with contractors. You're still in contact with contractors all the time. But, yeah, you're not dealing with homeowners or um, helping people pick colors. Like, you don't – you're not walking into a store and they're having a hard time picking gray or brown. Like, it's not – And that's a good thing? Yeah, I'd say so. Um I don't know. The The only thing that I, I feel that I miss is you don't get to see the end result as often being on distribution. Sure. Um, like it's sweet. To, that's that's the most exciting part of sometimes the painstakingly slow process of getting the project from beginning to end. But at least seeing what happened, you're like, okay, yeah, that was cool. That's worth it. Yep. Um, and you just don't get to see it as often from the distributor level. Who's more demanding? Uh Retail customers or, or like retail salespeople, right? So when you worked in retail, <coughs> were the, the customers you worked with harder to work with? Or like when you talk to, talk to Shane and he relentlessly grinds on price and won't stop and wants free delivery, who's worse? Uh, no, honestly, it's, <laughs> it's easier to compare like contractors, I would say, than like your ho- homeowner to, um, to now working with retail because... Is it's pretty much the same idea of what you deal with. People just do, people hate when they're not included in the process. So if something gets missed and you don't tell someone as soon as it happens, yeah, they're going to be mad. But if you tell them as soon as it happens, you can deal with it a little bit easier. So honestly, I feel like it's the same. Like Corey, I don't know how you feel, but yeah, I, like I was trying to think of the best way to put this. I think that. Um, the retailer is probably more, I guess, demanding in the sense, that, but they're maybe more understanding because yeah. if they're dealing with it with me, they've almost certainly dealt with it with every other rep at one time or another. And so while we need to figure out a solution to get it done, there, there's some there's some understanding there that because they've been there and done that. And then, you know... Um, Joe Blow, uh, homeowner coming into, to, <laughs> to Rona and not understanding why you don't have the plumbing part that he needs and just like not being able to wrap his head around that. That was, that was the big change for me too. I would have said the exact same answer was not dealing with the, con- the consumer yeah. as, as often as, as you did at the retail level. It's just a little bit different dynamic and, and then I guess on top of that, it's the building the relation. Like you're never going to have that relationship with the guy that comes in for a 90 degree angle, right? The one time, but as Shane alluded to, I've been working with you guys on and off for seven plus years now. Um, and you're not going to get that at, at Rona or, or a retail yard typically. Right. So, yeah, we certainly have, We've heard lots of reasons why product doesn't come. And you're right. It's not just from one manufacturer. Uh, the newest one was uh, we were there was supposed to be some railing that was delivered to us. But the semi-trailer caught on fire. <coughs> and so we're not getting the railing because Is the, that what that was? the transportation, the truck that was bringing it here, the trailer caught on fire and burnt. So now we don't get railing parts. And you're right. We now have to phone a homeowner and be like, you're not going to believe this, yeah, but yeah. the semi caught on fire. Yeah. And they're like, that doesn't even sound believable. Was, was like, it his truck? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It was his competitor's truck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, <laughs> so that has happened before too. Uh, when I was at McElveen, my uh, manager at the time, Danny, uh, he told us a story working with um, one of the retailers in Calgary where they were ordering in these dimensional fur, oh, I think it was no. fur cedar timbers. 
and they were delayed and delayed and delayed. The mill was behind the, like, you know, and so the calls were happening. Where is this stuff? Where is it? Where is it? And so Danny finally gets the call. Hey, like it's on the truck. It's leaving. It's on its way. And he gets a call about three hours later. Uh, bad news. That truck is currently burning over the Logan pass <laughs> and it, it like, it's all, it's all gone. Yeah. And, like, and your timbers you're going to want to get down there real fast. <laughs> and so like he makes a call to the dealer and he's like, I, I don't know what to tell you, but like turn on the news. Cause like they're showing that there's a truck on fire. That's your material. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, so yeah. just yeah. eight more weeks and yeah. we'll get those timbers ready for you again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's uh, this, this could be fun. I don't want to put you on the spot, but like, do you have any stories so that's pretty good. Yeah. Like any other stories from your years in the industry of like, you yeah. never believe this shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I dealt with a hardy job. Um, it was a dream color, which is minimum eight to 12 weeks. Like that's pretty standard. A dream color is like, like a series. Um, it's of not like a, a, it's not a stocked standard color. That's like what they call it. Yeah. You know, dream. Cl- well, it doesn't exist wow. anymore. They discontinued it. That's right. But yeah. Um, so dream color. And then during the pandemic, Eight to 12 weeks, again, is the standard. So this was like, I think it was about 14 weeks this guy was waiting for it. And, <laughs> That's where the uh, name came from. Can I get this color? In your dreams, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> um, so they didn't, they didn't tarp or wrap the last, I don't know, 12 feet of the truck and drove through, like, thunderstorm. Mm. And so Hardy is cementitious and it can't have water on it not at least not until it's on the house then it's safe uh yeah so i got a call that there was only two jobs that got affected and one of them (laughs) was mine for this guy (laughs) that was already like on my case all the time and uh yeah he was flipping shit and uh, to the point where when I finally actually got more in, he wanted to come and inspect how it was wrapped to make sure that he would be okay. So I had to walk him through the warehouse and show that, like, we're not, like, it's wrapped. And also, I'm not taking the wrap off because of what just happened. Yeah. So you're just going to have to believe it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Corey, you have any other good ones? Yeah, I was trying to think. I, I there there's been it's just like there's been everything, right? Like and it, they sound crazy whether it's the truck on fire or um you know like uh when What do you I mean was, somebody jackknifed a ship in the Suez Canal? What do you Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh actually one of the ones that I dealt with when I was at Laird was uh um on top of the pandemic, they had the um, that massive ice storm down in Texas and two of the oh, largest yeah. plastic extrusion plants in North America are in Houston. And so not only can we not get plexiglass anyway, because everyone wants it, but the two places that you might've been able to get some from, uh, didn't have power and were flooding and, and, all, and it's just like, what do you do? And the roofs yeah. caved in for something yeah. in the one place. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because that, that was an adhesive place. That uh, yeah. thing's sticky. That one dug deep because a lot of things were affected by that because they also manufactured like adhesives and additives and stuff Correct. that went into like yeah. OSB and other sheet goods and paint yeah. and caulking. Yeah. It was like, there was a lot of industries affected by that. And it's yeah. like, why can't I get paint? Because uh, of snow in Houston. Nope. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound yeah. believable. <laughs> no, really. They got so much it caved the roof in. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like a few years ago, it snowed in Egypt or whatever. And they're like, nobody would believe you if you were like, yeah, it literally snowed in Egypt. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, no, an ice storm took out two manufacturing plants in Houston and mm. added on to what was already a scarce situation with the pandemic. So well, remember when almost every decking plant was on fire or yeah. like had a fire um, yep. for like a couple years in a row? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, who's on fire this year? Yep. Yeah. Um, what was... Uh, what was COVID like? Where were you during COVID? You were still at, at Everything Exterior? I was at Everything Exterior, yeah. And you were with Laird? I was, yeah. Yeah. Saving the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was it like uh, it's it was pretty interesting because we obviously got into the pandemic and and things had started to slow down as it did for a lot of places. 
and uh, there was emails about you know maybe only doing four day work weeks and potential layoffs and and you know just kind of trying to prepare us for the worst. And uh, I still remember that it was a Friday late morning that RBC and Loblaws, uh, which is a, a chain of grocery stores in Canada, um, and a bank uh, announced that they were going to start putting up barriers to protect their workers. Uh, and that Monday following, uh, we at our branch had ordered six times the amount of inventory that we needed uh, the year prior, and we probably should have ordered at least 12 times. Wow. Yeah. That made sense because at that time they're like, no, no, this shit's, it's like airborne. You touch anything, you touch your vegetables, you touch any surfaces, you touch anything, you're going to get it. Yeah. And then somebody was like, what if we just put more surfaces up <laughs> and between and, us and wipe them down? Where the air yeah, doesn't often. go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That should probably do yeah, it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> You know, in hindsight, it it maybe was uh, it wasn't the best uh, thing, but I think at the time it was trying to make uh, make the workers at these places a little more comfortable going into work every day. I'll tell you what, you didn't make a dime off us, Corey. Not a dime. <laughs> you made lots of dimes <laughs> though. I, yeah, a couple dimes elsewhere. Health and that's safety. For sure, I came yeah. in one time, and he's like, "You guys should have. Uh, you guys should have." And it wasn't even his. Like that wasn't his thing. He was here for to do a safety inspection for other things. Yeah, but he's like, you guys should have up barriers, plexiglass barriers at your counters. And we're like, well, that's silly. Like we don't, we're only here at the very like the last minute of the hour that that person's in the store yeah. is spent here. The rest of it, we're out here with them, like face to face. Yeah, six feet, whatever. But like, yeah. I can promise you that barrier is doing nothing. <laughs> like by the time we get to the barrier, we've got it yeah. already yeah. behind the mask. He's yeah, like, and well, was, like somebody shows up, you're gonna get in a lot of trouble. It was like, do we have to do it? Well, like, it's not my call, but like, well, then you worry about the fire extinguishers and you let. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up reading that legislation, and you didn't have to put them up. It was not mandatory. It wasn't legislated, and so we didn't. Yeah, but anyways. We, yeah, we didn't have it at uh, everything exterior either. We did have to limit the amount of people that came in, though. Yeah. Um, which there certainly some rules. Yeah. yeah, it sucked though when uh, like there was some Saturdays where it's just pouring and there's families like huddled outside in a line waiting to come in. It's like I'm sorry. Uh, if you could lay on top of those lifts of Hardy, keep <laughs> them <laughs> <laughs> dry. Be, thanks. Thank you. The coffee's warm when you do get in here. You'll warm up pretty quickly. <laughs> Just the dream line, because that guy. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah, crazy times. How about uh, like I know what it was like for us, but sales wise in. Oh my gosh, it was e. insane. Like scary at first, like nothing's gonna happen, and then it took off. Oh yeah, like record breaking. Um, at the very very beginning though, uh, I was assigned to just essentially work from home. Being when I was just purchasing, I didn't really need to physically be there. Except Did you also work under your <laughs> own stairs at home? Just no, like no, more productive I environment. Did not. <laughs> well, what they had me do was because they wanted me to be. Able to be contacted like instantly, so they set up an iPad on my desk, and I had to be on video the whole time. So it was just my face on an iPad on a desk, so that everyone could just talk to me if they needed to. Who everyone in the office? So you're at home, yeah, and you have to have your computer on, yeah, and then they have just a screen sitting at the store that they could, yeah. If you want to talk to Megan, you have to go talk to the iPad, yeah, essentially. Okay. And uh, they decided they wanted to do inventory during then as well. So it was literally my warehouse guy, his face would pop up on the iPad. He's like, okay, this is what I found. And so we're trying to do inventory over chat. Right. And it was yeah. the worst thing so of all time. you were home because you didn't, you were in a position that you didn't have to be public facing. So therefore don't be there. Like why did they send? Uh, we kind of separated into two teams, I guess. And so we would alternate being in the store so that if like, let's say someone got COVID on, one it didn't take I out see. the whole staff on the gotcha. first shift yeah <laughs> mm, exactly. shut down the first shift yeah so then yeah we we were just kind of swapping um yeah but after that it was yeah absolutely insane um and we didn't even have yeah and our yard was a 
fenced in. Mm. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. It was the parking lot. Corner of the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, if anyone knows anything about that, it's these two. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, we operated fun. in a postage stamp for a while. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Couldn't turn the forklift around. It was every time we went to pull material out of that yard, it was like Austin Powers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we would empty Wild. it at the beginning of every day and then load everything back in at the end of the day. Mm. Yep. Fun stuff. Yep. yep. Uh, okay. So into distribution, are you thinking you'll continue to stay in that role? Do you like that side more than um, retail? Yes. Like I said, there are certain things that I miss from the retail side, but for now, um, it's sweet and it's nice to see the other side and learn things that if I ever decided to go back to retail, I know a heck of a lot more than I ever did when I first started in retail. But Certainly. Yeah. Um, as it stands right now, no, I'm, I'm pretty happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 And McLean is a smaller organization, right? They're like a distributor, but very like family, very small. They have two. Yes two locations and mm-hmm. as opposed to Goodfellow, which is like a, a national across the country. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How many branches does Goodfellow have? Oh boy. There's mm, Six, at least seven. Yeah. Like minimum one per province essentially. Yeah. Um, and then there's nope. multiples. That doesn't work. Nope. That doesn't matter. That's 10. <laughs> I just three. <laughs> I believe there's yeah. I believe there's <laughs> the the like Moncton is covers the Maritimes, and then they've Quebec, Ontario. Uh, there's two in Quebec actually, two in is Quebec, it? Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatoon, two in Alberta, one in BC. So yeah. eight. Yeah, you start to get bigger organizations like that, and it's a lot like it's a lot harder to affect change, right? Yeah, like you can't. <laughs> uh, next topic. <laughs> it's going to turn into a mental health episode really quick, right? <laughs> Just a huge exhale. <laughs> How's everything else, Megan? You know, like <laughs> um, so, Corey, Fortress is your current. Baby, yeah. you guys just exited, and there's been some changes because you just exited your decking line. Correct. And that's brought about some, well, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's brought about a ton of change for you, but like a ton of change for the company, I'm assuming. Or yeah, yeah. Me personally, it wasn't um, wasn't a massive change because I just didn't have the uh, proper distribution channels in, in my area to move the decking properly. Um so it affected some of, especially our rep out in BC in particular, and a few of the others down through the states a little bit more. But uh, um, yeah, basically got sold back to the company that we had the the North American selling rights for, because yep. they wanted to start their own uh, operation in in North America. So um, that was interesting, and it brought. Um, some changes in personnel and because uh, some of our staff joined that company uh, Everlast is the company and uh, and then on top of that it's recently brought on some more change through the industry with some some other people joining them recently so yeah and so now what would you <coughs> say is your primary focus how's the so obviously railing is something that fortress has always done like it's been a big chunk of their business yeah but the steel framing has been um, something that's kind of like in the last five years been coming on hard, but for sure. So yeah, the railings kind of always been Fortress's bread and butter. Um, In fact, I, I think like I'm technically employed by Fortress rail LC or something like that. Okay. Um, Not by Fortress building products. We operate as that now, but um, so, you know, we started with the iron lines and brought on the aluminum lines that we know in Canada today. Um, And then, uh, yeah, the, the framing is kind of the, the big new push, you know, it's still five-ish years old. And uh, and with that came the pergola design as well, or the and we've added specific products for that, whether it's the, the prefabbed pergola kits or the accessories to build out your a la carte pergola, however you'd like. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of maintaining and growing the railing because there's a ton of opportunity in the railing sector still and around here for Fortress, and um, with a serious push in the framing and pergola world as well. And you guys also sell fence products, right? Fence, correct? Yeah, fencing? yeah. So that's definitely something that we're, especially in Canada, we are are really going to try and. Uh, keep pushing on is is ornamental and both and we have some composite fencing lines as well uh, and hybrid fencing lines um, in the states our fencing category is massive um, so it just hasn't gotten to the point where we'd like it in Canada quite yet but um, there's definitely some opportunity there as well and is it the like the iron the ornamental stuff that's so big in the states correct I just don't see that stuff around here right like it's it's funny how Canada, we don't do that. Metals are. Yeah. yeah. Just even as, like with the railing specifically, that al- aluminum, it's so dominant. It's not even like it's like, oh, it's 60 40 in Canada and 40 60 in the States. Yeah. No, it's like the, the railing market, deck railing market for non wood railing is like yeah. 98% aluminum. And yeah. in the States, it's like the opposite. Like yeah. Same number, but with iron yeah. or steel. It's probably about, yeah, in the States, I would guess that it's probably about 90% iron and 10% aluminum. I think we have, just a, makes no sense we have a little pocket up in the Northeast, I think, that kind of has drifted towards aluminum. And, uh, but otherwise they, I, I don't know. I, I truly don't know what the reasoning behind it is. I think it's, they, it's what they know. And so they're maybe just comfortable. Um, but from our perspective that we've, you know, we've all been working with aluminum for so long, it's lighter, it's cheaper, it's easier to work around. You don't have to worry about rust, all those kind of things. It seems like a no brainer from our perspective and it just, isn't down there for whatever reason. So yeah. all the power to them. We, we sell a ton of iron railing as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to, I don't want to, I don't want to take this somewhere. It shouldn't be, but it's interesting. You say the benefits of aluminum and then, but you guys, but Fortress went steel with their framing option. And obviously there's aluminum out there too. I wonder, I'm not asking for a response from you. I don't want to get yeah. in shit with anybody, but I wonder like what, how long that was discussed when they were discussing alternative framing products. It's like, do we go aluminum or do we go steel? What are the benefits of both? And Yeah. I, I would imagine that because of their familiarity with uh, steel or iron in with their railing and fence segments that the steel made sense to go to into the, uh, into the framing market as well. I think the other big one in, in regards to the framing is, uh, iron is a lot stronger than aluminum. And so when you're worrying in the framing world about, uh, you know, live loads and dead loads and snow loads and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and really what I think is the major selling point for framing is, uh, the fortress steel framing is what you can span compared to traditional pressure treated lumber. Um, I don't think you would get that same effect out of aluminum. Right. Yeah. So what's the, what's as far as your, quotas are you like what's you say you're working technically for fortress rail but like your goals for 2023-4 is to what are you like is there a push to grow the steel portion of it is it fencing related or what's yeah or is it just like all categories push them all. for for us in canada uh it's kind of more still we're still really doing a lot of uh you know missionary work or or i don't know if you want to call it a shotgun blast where you know it's try and make as many contacts as possible and get your get your fingers in in as many pies as possible and and see uh see what comes out of it um where in the states they they kind of have that more wrapped up and they're more in the management side and and you know that kind of thing so um like i said uh, th- there will be and there is a, a continued push towards framing for sure um We've seen, I've seen growth in, in our market this year in, in framing. Uh, I would say 60% of that probably falls into more pergola than anything. Uh, and, and 40% of that would be, would be framing, which may be interesting. Um, but uh, so that'll continue in the next year is a, is steel framing for sure. And you just need uh, some like legislation changed. So we were talking about yeah. this before we came yeah. on and the WUI certification that happens yeah. in California right now. And you're talking that 
Who's yeah. going to be in Denver? Uh, so it, uh, Oregon and I believe Washington State. Oh, yeah, and, okay. and I believe Colorado's coming or is, you know, part of that too. You know, basically anywhere that is prone to, to forest fires, right? And so I think the, the classification is, is any urban center within two miles of a uh, – of a national park or an environmental space or a, whatever they want to classify it as yeah. um, will fall under this WUI guideline and uh, WUI uh, and will require class A fire rating on the materials that are being used. Uh, there is no such thing as class A fire rating on pressure treated lumber as it sits today. So uh, there's, the opportunity that we might see to to see that dramatic increase if we see that push up into Canada as well. I think everyone's aware of what happened in Canada this year in regards to the forest fires. So Yeah, I think that, you know, some of the national parks are probably your are probably going to be the first adopters of that. For sure. I know that we quoted a fortress job in Manitoba. Uh and that was it. It had to be class A fire rated. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's starting for sure. See, I'm interested if the actual, like for the framing projects or aspects of that, if the surface decking will follow suit. Cause I mean, we worked on jobs where they needed, you know, class A uh, fire rated for the frame, but then they threw composite on top. But correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe some of the, the composite boards are class A is, is Fibron. PVC only. Oh, PVC only. Fibron only. Promenade. Okay. <laughs> it's the only yeah. one in our store that would be classy. Yeah. But so it's certainly so a, I'm not yeah. sure how they're getting around that, um, if that's the case or, or what their solution is for that. But, yeah, that is. And I think the job that I did in Manitoba, it ended up actually, like, I think they ended up framing the low deck out of wood. And so on this building that they built, they didn't have to have fire rating on the low deck but the upper decks had to be fire rated and i was okay. like this doesn't make any sense yeah like yeah but yeah. i don't know if that you're they... in the middle of a <laughs> fire the last thing you want to do is fall <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess yeah yeah anyways yeah. i think there's lots of uh discovery left in that i believe there's a lot of people that still need to work through what they actually want that to look like right so yeah yeah and you know we're still at the uh at the point where you know anything that isn't pressure treated lumber as a framing option is is kind of you know um accepted and and you know applauded because it's whether it's uh our steel or the newcastle steel or the owens corning uh composite lumber um i, I think just the uh, getting the awareness that these are there's other options than your than your pressure treated lumber is is still massive we we still have very very little market share when you think about it out of all the decks that are built in north america yeah uh across all those types of uh alternative framing options yeah. is the owens corning stuff uh rated a as well i don't know that i i don't know if i know that either boy that'd be a that'd be a big advantage check mark in your column if it was not for sure okay. for sure yeah so um I, I, to be totally honest, I haven't run into it a whole lot. There's been a few, uh, a few contractors that have tried a job here and there for the Owens Corning, uh, stuff, but, uh, I don't know about the class A fire rating on it or not. Hmm. All right, Megan, he's said enough. Oh, <laughs> right. You're on the hot seat now. <laughs> Tell us about some of the products that you enjoy selling. Cause you guys sell quite a bit of different stuff. I don't want to hear anything about KWP. Oh. I'm going to do my own research on that. Uh, <laughs> but like you're, you're do you want to explain the KWP joke or? I think uh, at this point we should just like leave it up, leave it in the air, and I don't, I don't know. <laughs> leave it tucked with the sock in Corey's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we explain that one at least. Uh, yeah. Fine. <laughs> no, but you're in a. Do you? So everything exterior, you sold a variety of different. If we're going to talk about decking, variety of different brands of decking. Every brand of decking. And now you're kind of you're. Uh, I guess you still have a couple options. You've got True North and slash Clubhouse slash um, decorators as yep. well. And then you guys are doing some stuff with Millboard still or no? Mm. Not, no, sorry, not Millboard. Acre. Um, Acre. Yeah. Um, not the decking anymore. Um, it's looking like just trims and sheet goods. Um, on the Acre product. On the Acre yeah. product, yeah. Um, yeah, that's what it would be for decking. I mean, we still have the standard cedar five quarter by five or five quarter by six decking. 
um, sell a whole bunch of fur. I actually had someone quoting a fur five quarter by six decking. Really, project. that's interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. How does um, that compare price wise to cedar five quarter? Uh, I haven't checked the pricing yet, but I'd be in, I'm interested to see it. But because I think on the timbers, the fur was quite a bit less at least this yeah. last year. Too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I had everyone like before I switched to um, McLean when I, on the everything exterior side. I had guys that had done cedar pergolas forever with all of their deck projects, and he like he just switched to fur for everything when the cedar prices went up. Yeah, it was it's significantly yeah. different. We did a. Uh, pergola at the Royal Regina Golf Course, and we got all the material from McLean. Yeah. But I, when I phoned and talked to Kurt, <coughs> we priced it out in cedar, and then he called back slightly, I don't know, whatever, a couple hours later, and was like, do you want to try this with fur? It's yeah. It's like quite yeah. a bit less money. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. We sell, there's Osco, there's Camo. Camo's one of my favorite brands, honestly, just with all the different screws and the fasteners. Um, their tools and, you know, like the camel blocks, those are all sweet. Um, have you guys seen many problems with, uh, camel fasteners, the clips, the screws and the clips breaking to set stage? We have not, but you mm. hear about it quite That's a bit true. online. We, there's a bag of here them. There. There's a bag of them in Saskatoon. So a customer did bring me some camel clips, <laughs> but that's what I mean though. It's always so, it's always like, which one's the edge ones you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Nobody's breaking any. You come back and you broke a hundred. Like that. Yeah, yeah. It makes you wonder, like, yeah, this, if it's the screw. <laughs> the guy just had, I don't know what it was. He must have brought me like thirty. Oh wow. That were all broken, and the screws were all sheared. Oh no, I, I've never had that. I've heard some complaints mm-hmm. with um, the Edge X <laughs> for the forty fives. Never, uh, never yeah. heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. It never happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> making stuff up every single retailer and <laughs> and wholesaler ever yeah it's like that's the first for me yeah Mm-mm. yeah the clips are breaking like crazy these screws don't work huh i, I don't know <laughs> work for everybody all the time first i've ever heard of it two of the same stair bracket <laughs> yeah. in a pack that's that's a new one yeah yeah it doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. so yeah not you haven't had lots of that happen hey no weird no, even like even on the retail side, I, I didn't have that happen because I switched everything over to camo because we were selling um, Tiger Claw uh, TCGs for the longest time, did the Fibron Universal, did the Trex Universal, went through all of those. And finally with camo, that was the one I had like no problems with. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seems like even on the Facebook groups, especially that big one that I'm not invited to, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it seems like 95% of people or more rave about camo yeah never have problems and then there's just a handful of guys who are like huh just wait and it's like well you haven't been using them longer than anybody else who only been out for four or five years yeah, so, yeah. Uh, um but then some guys are like i have callbacks all the time from sh- screws shearing off and it's like they're all coming from the same factory how are some guys having so many problems and then the most of everybody else not so i don't know what the issue is but sounds like a user error Sounds Almost like it, but sure. those guys get their backs up pretty quick if you say that. <laughs> I know. I've been building decks for 170 years myself. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm doing. I did have my clutch set. These things are good. Okay, whatever. Anyway, what else? Yeah. What else do you sell? What do you like selling um, the most of the of your current like uh, catalog like of products? The railing and decking are the big ones. Um, talking about seeing the end results so some of the cedar or fur like timber jobs those are cool osco's getting way too pricey but i i really loved osco for a long time yeah i mean decorators is you know after cedar pine and fur that that mclean was built on decorators is kind of your guys's new frontline baby yeah so, do you take any joy in selling tongue and groove pine to retailers that then can't move it? That's not my problem if they can't move it. <laughs> now she's on the KWP. <laughs> no, no, I've been burnt by you before. <laughs> no, the pine pine is good too. Actually, there's been so much, like so many p- pine projects and bids um, around Edmonton right now. Like, there's one that's just under. Um, like 10,000 lineal feet of pine for a bid right now. So And so maybe explain why you why you sold 
the TNG pine to to our friends here at the Ultimate Deck Shop because it was a really good opportunity. <laughs> and so I think you were commissioned on that pile. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to her, it wasn't that, like we had carried it before; we just right. weren't again. And then, I mean, it was on for a great price. Oh, yeah, price. and I let her talk me into it. And then, like to nobody's fault but my own, we didn't promote it whatsoever. We yeah. talked it in the warehouse. And was like, like. If anybody asks, it's back there. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> how would they know to so ask? So that's how well. KWP goes if you don't promote it. <laughs> you don't even have to promote it. Yes, you do. My pine says you do have to promote it. It's all about having products, too, that can carry you through the months where you're not selling decks. That's why like, I'm holding on to it. Yeah. We'll see that stuff fly here come winter. There you go. The you have a, you have a marketing, yeah. You have a marketing plan set. Yep. up for that. Yep. Cu- couple Instagram yep. posts it's okay. called Fraser's Garage. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we'll just sell it to our employees <laughs> at cost. This is great. Hey, cost recovery at this point would be a good deal. <laughs> uh, we didn't mention that at first. You just mentioned Edmonton now, but we didn't really mention it to start where you guys are from. You're out of Calgary now, I or am. did we? I don't know. Can't remember. Uh, but you guys are both yeah. Alberta. Yep. And representing the north and south. Yeah. Battle of Alberta. Are you a big Flames fan? Big Oilers fan? You go first. Well, yeah, I'm an Oilers fan, but I don't think... I, don't I am not a Flames fan. I was going to say, most people from Calgary uh, are... Stampeders? Don't. Elks? Yeah. I was yeah. really going to go ask Ooh, you just Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. mess that up. Uh, yeah, like, I will go to a uh, CFL game if uh, presented with the opportunity, but I will not go out of my way yeah. to go see one. Okay. Good. Both your teams are trash this year, as is ours. Correct, yeah. So. Yeah, so... And the stadium, I don't... Not that many people are familiar with Calgary, but uh, it is well known for its uh, urban sprawl. And that stadium is at minimum a 45-minute drive away from my house. So uh, it's not really worth the commute to me. Okay. Ours is just not in a nice part of the city. (laughs) It's like you don't want to go there. Not alone. I've been to that stadium, Commonwealth. I went to a Metallica concert there. There you go. It was awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't watch a football game yeah. there. No. Because there's no people there. What happens, right? They they can hold what? They can hold 60,000 people or something? Well, they're practically... And they get 11? They try to give tickets away. They're like, please. I mean, they just set the pro record for most consecutive of home losses <laughs> in all of professional sports. <laughs> not, not in Canadian football. In MLB, NFL, all of it. What was it, 23 or 22 home losses in a row? Yeah. Like, yeah is that uh, really happening? Which, right that'll do it. It's over now. But yeah, they were on a... Th- they hadn't won a home game in three years, Wade. Oh, that, yeah. That is So you want to talk about like people are going? Like, base, yeah. They were still getting like high teens to low 20s. People, but you're right. In a stadium that holds sixty thousand, it looks looks pretty looks empty. thin when you've got yeah. a third of it full. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> why would you go? <laughs> there's there's even a house that was like painted and decorated decorated all around the Edmonton Elks, um, yeah. but uh, they don't even advertise that that's what they're doing anymore. Like, yes, it is green and yellow, but they don't advertise <laughs> why it's green and yellow yeah. anymore. It's just pretty it's colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, you guys have this massive new stadium, and and you mm-hmm. guys have the one of the most rabid fan bases in sports. So, mm-hmm. uh, and the team is still garbage. So the correct, stadium doesn't yeah. help. Yeah, right. I mean, the stadium's nice. It's it's enjoyable to go to a game. It's comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Product in the field is trash lately. Last couple <laughs> years, but. Yeah. Anyway, are you guys going to any shows coming up? Do you ever take part in that kind of stuff? I know WRLA obviously is a more uh, relevant one to. Yeah, guys, but yeah. So I won't be attending uh, Deck Expo or IBS, unfortunately. But uh, uh, my regional sales manager for Canada, Eric, is going to be attending both. So, uh, and then uh, we'll have the regular crew from from the states there as well. So, uh, and then yeah, WRLA is kind of the big one for both of us. Um, Fortress will be uh, doing their own bo- own booth for the first time this year. So. Uh, that'll be fun. We will get to display kind of the whole fortress gambit. And um, while we liked working with the, and continue like to working with the distributors that we have, um, we thought it'd be best that because we have three different distributors in, in the Western Canadian provinces that maybe we should do our own thing and, you know, that we can avoid having any unintentional biases and all that kind of stuff. And you'll be there as well. Yeah. At the McLean McLean Lab, their booth. Yeah. They haven't for a couple of years, right? No, they had one last year. It was just year? the one year out out of the pandemic. 
They did. Last year they did. uh, The decorator's rep was there. That was the first time we had met her. Right. Oh, yeah, right. But so the guy, Dave wasn't there. No. No. Dean was there. Dean, Ron. And it was just Dean, Ron, and Melissa. Because Kurt. And then the True North. Had his issues. So, yeah. 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 Kurt couldn't go, couldn't fly. Yeah. Are you so going to come to the Edmonton show again this year? Yeah, I guess that the that's the other thing that happens here that I'm I spend a lot of time doing in the spring months is the home shows. I try and attend as many as I can. I think I got I did Calgary, Edmonton, Saskatoon with you guys, uh, Winnipeg. Um, so I did a good chunk of them last year. So. Uh, some of them run the same week, so it's like impossible to do them all. But yeah, uh, some weekends. But it's uh, that's fun. That's that's to that's nice to be able to support you guys or other retailers or other contractors that are setting up booths. And um, you know, as I mentioned before, with the shotgun approach, sometimes it's hard to track down some of these contractors when they're trying to build as many decks as possible. And so, if you've got six of them in the same room, because uh, they've all got. Uh, booths at the home show, then uh, you can kill a lot. They're of trapped. Kill they can't get away from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you are. Yeah. No, the see, best I'm part about, my phone calls. Yeah. The best part about this is you are sitting here to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that'll happen again this year, and then uh, we'll go from there. There was a lot of contractor booths last year. Yeah. Compared to the amount of like retail booths in the Edmonton show. Oh yeah. That still hasn't really taken hold here. In our two markets, in like Saskatoon and Regina, there's not a lot of contractors that are doing booths. Mm-hmm. There are more of them in Saskatoon, like yeah. the shows that are happening in Saskatoon. The contractors seem to be keen to this home show setup. But in Regina, it's, it's mostly just retail. Wade could count them on his thumbs. That's how many are usually in the show. One and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting too because like, I think that that's the best place for them in a lot of cases. Yeah. Like early leads. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's always the argument about how, you know, how do you quantify the leads and how do you make sure you follow up on them and, and, you know, how you manage that. Um, but if you, you know, the Saskatoon one was uh, a phenomenal one because we had that, that first night there, the Thursday night where it was all, uh, invite only from home builders. Yeah, yeah. So everyone that was in there had just moved into a home or was moving into a home. Yep. And what's the one thing that typically doesn't come with a home right off the bat? A deck yep. and a fence. So that, like, I couldn't believe the amount of conversations we had that in that three-hour window. Yeah, it was great. Um, because it was it was the perfect clientele for that. You right. must have been directing them to a different lumberyard because I don't think they ended up at our store. But <laughs> speaking of biases. Do you, uh, do you guys have anyone in Calgary or here that uh, what they started doing is building in, making it a part of the mortgage? So, like, for example, there's some that do uh, feature walls. They do all the feature walls in the house, and then um, they just add it to the mortgage payment. Yeah, you can't. I wouldn't say there's a I wouldn't say there's a movement or a trend of that happening, but it's certainly something we're aware of that's a possibility. Like a pine feature wall? Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Yeah. <sighs> she's, I, like she's done with KW, KWP <laughs> back in the pine now. That wall could have been KWP. <laughs> now that's for skirting. <laughs> right. I, I think that that's like, I think that that's a good idea, right? Like, especially when you're talking about upgrades, like for mm-hmm. me in particular, if you're talking about steel framing, right? Um the steel framing, if you're doing the deck after you've bought the house and, and you're comparing the notes and, and the PT frame is, you know, X dollars and, and the steel frame is X times two, you know, or whatever it is, X times three. Well, that's a little shocking, but if you wanted to do it and you wanted to upgrade it, and then that, that difference gets built in your 25 year mortgage. Well, now you're paying an extra hundred bucks a month on your mortgage and you're getting a product that's going to last as long as that mortgage is supposed to last, right? Well, we have a 25-year warranty, so. A lot of people build their house in their house broke right away. Like, they're not going to be able to fork right. out 20 grand for the deck right. anytime soon if they don't do it up front. Right. 
or they put it on their credit card and pay 23% interest. It's right. Like you might as well tuck in. Like, I know mortgages are at 5.6% now, but that's still yeah. a hell of a lot less than the credit cards. So yeah, absolutely. It's certainly a strategically probably a wise move to do if yeah. you care to get your yard done within the next decade. Yeah, so. and I guess that's that's the one thing is, you know, buying a house is overwhelming and or building a house is overwhelming as is, and now you're trying to tackle the backyard and and the front yard and everything all at once and maybe it's just too much to bite off for some people but in your house you did a deck last year the year before two years two years ago now yeah was it an option to have a deck on your house when you bought it or was it just like there's the house it was yeah so but the option from the home builder was a 10 by 10 pt deck that was, right. that was the option. PT lumber, like PT deck boards, PT frame, whole nine yards. I don't even know if they put railing on it, if it didn't need it kind of thing. Um, and if they did, Doesn't it would be... Doesn't that seem like a missed opportunity, like as a home builder? Yeah. You should be able to like present your customer with three options, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. PT, 10 by 10 PT, 16 by 12 composite yeah. or, or yeah. custom. Yeah. Right? I'd want to know if that home builder is the one building the deck though. Well, like they would just have the same framer who framed their house do it, probably. Mm. Yeah, which may, I don't know if that's. I guess it depends the 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 size of the job you're doing and the the quality of the job that you're looking yeah. to get out of or it. Or you get your own deck builder to follow your crew because for like, sure, you mm-hmm. plumbers and electricians and drywallers, yeah. and it's not like it's not like they can't manage trades. Sure. Right? Yeah. Why don't you sub that out to a to yeah. a deck builder? Right. It's yeah. It just blows my mind. I like yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Sense to me. I think yeah. we're going to see a lot of insurance jobs next year after all the fires. I don't know that there's going to be many like new projects. It's going to be all insurance claims. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You're going to start fires, is what you're saying? No, I'm oh. saying there was already fires. There was a bunch <laughs> of them, and people. Well, like, like we we saw this a few years ago with Fort McMurray, right? Yeah. That there was a there was a massive push out there after the fires because you need to rebuild yeah and you know it's an awful situation but it's all insurance money so it's just like well we're gonna do this and this and this and we wanted to change this wall out anyway or whatever right so it's yeah you know it's i guess there's an opportunity to upgrade too right so the deck is mostly paid for and then you can shell out just a little bit extra and get that steel framing right yeah, absolutely. So, and then it won't burn next year. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the house will be gone. Yeah, yeah, that that frame will still be there. The board's yeah. on top and the rest of the house, who knows. Yeah. But <laughs> Quick little powder coat, put it back on the wall. Looks for me. Well, yeah. I appreciate you guys stopping by, like, as a whole. We went yeah. out last night. This is where the, the inside jokes come from. Six hours of drinking last night. Yeah. Um, it's always good to see you guys, and appreciate you sharing some of your thoughts and yeah. expertise and fun. stories on the podcast. So. Wade, what do you have left to say? Um, I don't have anything. I just think, yeah, I think it's great that the industry is so big. And, yeah, I think it's awesome to see you guys and watch you, like, change your roles and grow. And it's, uh, yeah, fun to follow along. So, Not too late to join us at Deck Expo if you want to, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> you can stay in my room. Deal. <laughs> Deal. Hey, Deal. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site. Come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.